Hey y'all, Allison here. I wanted to quickly thank you for listening to our podcast. I know you're about to get a lot of valuable information from it, but I also wanted to hop in and share with you guys a free SOP, which stands for Standard Operating Procedure. We use this SOP every single day in our agency to authentically grow and engage our audiences on social. It is 1000% free and I'd love for you to have it and use it in your biz as well. So just go to umimarketing.com slash engage to go download. All right, cheers. Hello everyone, welcome to the Umai Social Circle. Today, Karen and I are talking about kettle and fire, bone broth, So we both ordered the uh, Tom Yum chicken bone broth. I've been like a huge fan of Kettle on Fire for so long, but uh, I've never actually tried their products. (laughs) I've just been a fan of what they've been doing digitally. Have you ever tried them before? Yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's the bone broth I use when I cook. Oh, really? Oh, wow. I know. They're local Austin folks. Mm Mm-hmm. We have like some connections. I feel like I would do yoga with the guy at Austin Bouldering Project and he is friends with the Kettle on Fire folks and Hannah of Purely Pecans, her cousin is one of the founders, I believe. Yeah. So a few connections, great product, great marketing, obviously, if that's how you know them. (laughs) Yeah, I just look to them as kind of like the thought leaders in a lot of ways. So what a compliment. um, I'm pretty excited to try it. So we both heated up our little Tom Yum bowls. Oh, you have a real a fuss spoon. Gotta have the fuss spoon. What yeah. are you doing? Oh, God. It All smells right. so good. It smells really coconutty. Mm. And Tom Yum, I guess, is a new flavor, right? A newish I, flavor? I think it's one of their newish flavors, but I love it. I, it's just like straight bone broth to simmer and sip so easy. Okay, so you're saying you use the bone broth when you make other soups or you um, drink it? Mostly. So I've never done the sipping. I've never done one of the, I've never just sipped it. Mm -hmm. I've always done it when I'm like slow roasting meat and Mm. it requires some like bone broth. Mm, Okay. Okay. Well, I'm going to try mine because I'm, I'm ready. Mine is so hot. Mmm. It is coconutty. I love the slurping Mm. sounds. It's a lot more mild than I thought it would be. I thought it was going to be, I thought it was going to have like more of a punch of flavor, to be honest, based on the smell, but it's good. Yeah. I'm getting like a little bit of, um, of heat. Are you getting that or am I just making that up in my head? Yeah, Tom Yum is usually a little bit spicy. So, oh, it's the red curry spice, maybe. They got some chilies. But you're right, so this is, you could like sip this or you could just uh, use it, the flavor to like make something else, I guess. Yeah, enhance it. Yeah, they say, like, perfect for sipping as an afternoon pick-me-up or, like, as a meal replacement. Uh, But, so, Tom Yum, I always thought of it as just, like, 
sour, spicy, lemongrass, really forward. Um, and then this recipe, and then Tom Ka is the more coconutty, but in this recipe, they do organic coconut milk, Thai chilies, ginger, garlic, and coriander, as well as obviously the chicken broth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Tom Yum is the, the soup I always order. Yeah, um, right? You, but yeah, it is good. It's more coconutty than I, th I, I mean, I'm not a Thai food connoisseur, but it's more coconutty than I've ever tasted before for Tom Yum. It's not what I expected. Right. I, you know, I wish I was a, a Thai food connoisseur. <laughs> <laughs> but how do you feel? So I have like a, I feel like a relationship with soup. Like I have like very strong beliefs that soup actually cures you. Mm. Like if you're having a hangover or if, I mean, obviously if you're feeling sick, you drink soup, but if you're having kind of a sad day, soup makes me feel happy. I mean, what do you think about that? I resonate with that so <laughs> deeply. <laughs> Ask anybody who knows me and they're like, give the woman a bowl of pho. So yeah. backstory, my mother is full Vietnamese, born and raised, came here after the Vietnam War. And I grew up eating, I mean, I used chopsticks before I used a fork. And pho is my happy, happy place. That is I like mean, I knew you would agree. So I just wanted to get you on this tangent. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, do you remember that the last meal that we had together before you moved to Vietnam mm -hmm. was pho? Yeah. And Karen uh, makes one of the best pho's I've ever had, too. That's so, so nice. Thank you. You do. Um, but yeah, so... Karen's mom is Vietnamese, so she knows what's up. And I mm -hmm. lived in Vietnam for a bit, and so she knows what's up. I sort of know what's up, you know. <laughs> but I just loved in Vietnam in the morning, like it's it's eight a.m. and you just go and sit on the sidewalk and mm. pho for breakfast, and it and it's a hundred degrees already, and you're sweating into your pho bowl, but. <laughs> It's, it's something like, it just kind of energizes you. I don't know. I just love it. And it's soup. like every corner you walk on. I know that this is Thai. This is a Thai soup, but oh, we're right. on a tangent. <laughs> you were but on like, a tangent. <laughs> any corner you walk on in Vietnam, in Vietnam, it was like, do you want a bowl of pho? Do you want a bowl? And I, it was like some lady's house. I was like, yes, I want your pho. Yeah, <laughs> I want your pho. Yeah. Um, but similar in, in uh, Thailand, I know there are street foods you know, they have a lot of different, um, outside of like soups mostly, but, mm -hmm. um, yeah, soup, soup is mm. for cold weather. Soup is for a hundred degree weather. Soup is for any of your thoughts and feelings. Um, Preach. let's just, <laughs> let's just talk about soup for this whole time. Um, <laughs> well, taste overall delicious, a little bit more coconutty than I expected, a little bit more mild in like flavor development mm -hmm. than I expected. But in all reality, it is a bone broth first and foremost. It's like a chicken mm -hmm. bone broth. I think that the Tom Yum is just like extra pizzazz that they have. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. good. So good and good for you. So, so anyways, that was delicious. I'm going to keep drinking mine. Um, but today we are specifically talking about kettle and fire and how they are 
the leaders, I would say, one of the leaders at least at increasing cart value or increasing their AOV, average order value. Um, I mean, just going through the checkout process, it, it, I was blown away with all the things that they're doing. So we're gonna walk you all through that today. It's gonna be fun. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah, so this is Allison's bread and butter, right? She, this is, this is how to increase your average order value is so essential for all businesses. And when I was going, it's, it's not something that you're used to all the time because brands aren't all utilizing this. So when I was going through the checkout process, I was like, oh my gosh, like how many upsells am I going to get? It was actually incredible. So I'm very excited to dive into this with Allison. Right. And if you don't ask, you know, if you don't ask a user, oh, by the way, do you want this? Like, you know, what, might as well ask. So mm. they, they gave a lot of asks um, to increase your value. So we're going to start with your, their website. So as soon as you go to kettleandfire.com, they have a, a banner at the very top, which is so easy to do. Any brand should be doing this. Um, and it's just talking about free shipping when you buy uh, six or more cartons. So buying one of these guys, one of these cartons, is about $8 and then about $7 for shipping. Uh, but if you buy six or more, that's $50. So already they're trying to up your cart value from, let's say like $15 to $50 with that free shipping offer. And when it's $8 for it, which is, this is a premium product. Not everybody can afford this. Um, having that $7 shipping is like, oh gosh, how do I get rid of it? Mm -hmm. What can I off. do to get rid of it? And it's like, mm -hmm. okay, well, if I get $50 with this, I'm going to have a, a lot of dope soup. So mm -hmm. I love this one. Right. Yeah. So and what is like, what is a good dollar amount to offer free shipping? It's going to depend on every brand, but I think there is a, like a $50 threshold. Like that, uh, is a, is a great price point to start offering. It's really going to depend on, um, you know, all of your costs for goods sold and everything like that. Um, so I would say it's brand to brand, but, um, once you find that average order value, try to up it a little bit with your free shipping. All right, so next, when you go to the product page of Kettle and Fire, so when you're actually going to look at a product like this Tom Yum Soup, uh, they give you a bunch of options. So, and they're laid out really nicely. So you can say, okay, I want one pack for $8, or they give you discounts per carton once you get to like the six pack, 12 pack, 18 pack. So they're kind of like using psychology to be like, oh, well, this is a better deal to buy more, which I really love. And also what I like is when you go there, the it's automatically uh, chosen. The second, the six pack is automatically chosen. They're not trying to push you into the, the one pack. Um, they automatically select the six pack for you. And that's a $50 cart value. So uh, another way they're just increasing their average order value. Yeah, and I love how they lay out all the buy buying options. It's the one-time purchase, 
it's the subscribe and save right next to it. And it's the quantities. It's a one pack, six pack, 12 pack, 18 pack. I love that. It's giving me all of the different price breaks so I can see exactly how much I'm going to be saving. Making it real exactly. easy. Yeah. You're, you're, you feel like you're getting a deal. Um, and then also, which I think every consumer packaged goods brand should do this, a subscription. Uh, you know, consumer goods, obviously they expire, they get eaten, they get used. Find out what that expiration date is and start a subscription model for your brand because that's going to increase your lifetime value of your customer and that you know, it's kind of doing the work for you instead of continuing to remarket and asking people to buy again, they're, they're on a subscription plan and, uh, you know, that, that cash flow is coming in. So, so for like a subscribe and save, what would, what's like a good discount to provide for a subscription? Like 20% is real nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, again, it's going to depend on what you can offer. Um, what does Kettle on Fire do? Um, fast math is not my forte. I got to do some cross multiplication real quick. But for a one-time purchase without subscription, it's $47.94. And for a subscribe and save, it's almost $10 cheaper. So wow. I think this, that's 20%, right? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say yes as well because I'm not going to pull out my calculator right now. <laughs> I mean, 20%, you know, that, that's a great deal. Um, and again, I mean, if you're like really into keto or making soups, like we talked about, that is something that you're going to want um, delivered. So think about that. Uh, they do their delivery every 30 to 60 days. And then once you finally go and you select, do you want uh, a one pack, a six pack? Do you want to subscribe? Then you go through the checkout flow on their site. So you've added the product to cart and now you see a checkout screen and they're not done yet, like not even close. So at the checkout process before you purchase, it has like a little, uh, like a gift um, bar and, it, and it's kind of gamifying um, buying, which is really awesome. And it's saying add five more cartons to unlock the next prize, mm -hmm. which excites you you know you're like what is the prize give me the prize uh, yeah give me the prize so it has that uh on the checkout before buying it also uh has a subscribe to save 20 percent oh 20 percent karen good math that's math <laughs> subscribe to take uh 20 off on your future delivery so you can click there or there um and then even under um the product that you have selected it also says um, your order goes great with butter chicken keto broth. So it, it has three different ways to increase your order value before you even buy. And that's in the checkout. So mm -hmm. just to repeat that, it is a reminder to subscribe and save. It's a reminder to add more cartons to unlock a prize. They don't even tell you what the prize is, but I want to know. Mm -hmm. And then the third is a, a recommendation to your order to add to order directly in there. That is so crazy. And I am on the checkout page right now too, just testing. And it's telling me to add a two pack of beef and chicken that's on sale. Oh, don't mind if I do. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So, and it, and it's not like overly done, you know, it's, I think it's pretty simplified. Um, 
it it does kind of you know like when everyone says like you know get them to check out and then upsell them but i like how they do it in a way that's gamified number one um giving you really good offers 20 percent off or like you said that product was on sale so there is a right way to do this i think and kettle on fire did it right <laughs> yeah it's not obnoxious right okay so then you buy and you immediately get upsold. So they have your credit card information. You have purchased whatever you ended up purchasing, but they say, hold up, there's an another offer and it's about to expire. So they kind of play on the scarcity thing here. Um, and, it, and looking at this upsell page, it says, say yes to the best, your body will thank you. Um, last offer, upgrade to six more cartons of our fastest selling classic brown bras at a price better than any store sales. So they're giving you 20% off um, six cartons of, excuse me, of their fastest selling classic brown broth. So that's um, after you press purchase, right? That's after you press pur purchase, that's their upsell. And you don't have to enter any information again. All you have to say is yes, send me more or no, thank you. It's not heavily advertised. Like this is, you're adding $41 to your cart. It's just like, do you want this or not? Mm. Um, it does have the price on there. It does say 20% off, uh, but you don't have to re-enter inf any information. It's just like, yeah, I'll take that too, you know? Yeah. So what would be like your checklist for an upsell page like this after purchase? Like what needs to be on that page? So... A checklist for a really great upsell. Um, you obviously need to lay out visually what that person is going to receive. They did a really nice job of stacking these cartons. So it looks like, wow, I'm getting like all this stuff. They have the 20% off or the percentage off um, front and center. There is a price on there, but it's not all about you're adding $40 to your cart. It's more um, a kind of a psychology, like last offer, upgrade your order. It's only available on this screen. Hurry, it expires soon. They're playing very hard on scarcity and the buttons are super simple. Yes, send me more. No, thank you. You could even go a little deeper and say, no, I don't want to um, treat my body well, <laughs> you know, do something right. like that. Um, but great job on this. I did only cool. get one upsell offer which some people go um, very intense with their upsells and downsells. So a lot of people go, um, they do an upsell after you buy. If you say no, then they say, okay, here's another offer and it's even uh, less expensive or even a sweeter deal um, to try to get that cart value up. Um, I think Kettle and Fire has maybe enough going on that they don't need to annoy you that much uh so their checkout twist i got more than one. Oh, did you i got more than one upsell page yeah i got like i want to say three. Oh, i want to say that i kept clicking no thank you maybe about three times yeah. okay okay so that's usually what happens um with people they if you say no to their first offer it gets sweeter and sweeter and sweeter do you um, recommend that i i mean what I think is happening here is I think that they're A-B testing what one upsell looks like versus a mm. entire flow upsell downsells. 
And that's a very difficult thing to test because that's a lifetime value of a customer. Um, a really long upsell downsell could turn off a potential long-term customer. So um, that's what I think is happening. Mm. We don't know for sure. Um, I think it's worth a test. That makes sense. I like that. All right. So we're moving on. So if you get a kettle and fire ad, as of right now, they are pushing 30% um, off their ads. But when you click on the ad, you're not taking, you're not taken to their uh, kettleandfire.com website. You're taken to offers.kettleandfire.com, which is hmm. their sales page. Mm -hmm. They are only running this one sales page as of right now, as of today. And it is not a beautiful page, but it is a copy heavy long form sales page, which kind of reads more like news like I guess I would say um, it's heavy and copy it's very long by the time you get to the bottom you should be sold it's full of wow. testimonials it's full of PR it's it's full of a lot um, if you're not a reader I'm I'm not a reader I'm pretty visual they do have buttons to go ahead and add to cart throughout that sales page so you don't have to get to the bottom um this sales page is nuts and we'll leave this yeah. in the podcast notes for you guys to click through and take a look but i have i have personally never seen a landing page this long in my life but again, that's not my, this is not my expertise. This is Allison's, but this is, this is a, this, is this normal? Yes, this is oh normal. Oh my gosh. And if you have, if you're strong in copy or have a copywriter, long form sales pages like these work amazingly. I am not as, uh, well, like <laughs> I'm not as like, great at this psychology of what it all takes to write this long of a sales page. And so I use short term, uh, short form sales pages generally, and they're a little more visually appealing. Um, but long form sales pages work tremendously. And, you know, I would love to know who they're targeting with these two. This, this sales page is absolutely nuts. And so what do you think at the very the top of the fold when you first click into it the only photo that I see is a scale someone's mm -hmm. sipping on a scale I and the headline is drink this every morning and lose weight without struggle so they're obviously targeting those weight management folks but mm -hmm. so there's no mention of the product there's no visual of the product so what's that all about right so this like I was saying this kind of reads to me like a, a news article Okay. So, which works so well. And like you said, I think that they're targeting people who are interested in losing weight or managing their weight. And for some reason, I'm thinking that this might be an older uh, demographic as well, because a lot of the imagery that they're using, it's, it, it trends a little older. Um, mm -hmm. And this type of long porn sales page does work for older demographics who are more maybe likely to to read something like this <clears throat> like it's and like the, a news piece 
Yeah. And the caption of this ad is keto sucks in caps. Yeah, I said it. Eating keto every single day is a huge pain in the badonkadonk. Quote, unquote. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's targeting that dieter. Mm-hmm. Is that the wrong term? But it is, the dieter. Yeah, which is can maybe tell, everyone. <laughs> right. And can you explain a little bit on how tough it is to advertise and like the nuances that are needed when you advertise like a weight loss weight management product there's a lot of things that you cannot say or show uh with social ads uh one of them being um like a a fit body that's a little too much you can't really talk about diet or weight loss um that could get you flagged by facebook so when we talk about these types of things we say weight management like karen said um but once once you get to your sales page, there's a little more leeway. Um, if you have a pixel on your sales page, Facebook will crawl and look at this most likely. Um, but you can do a little bit more here. And and once you guys look at this page, you'll you'll see there's a lot on here um, talking about weight loss. Can you explain a little bit about the importance of what a pixel is? First of all, like. Um, 40 foot view and then how important it is to have it on your sales page. Yeah. So the Facebook pixel is basically a snippet of code that you install on your website um, or any pages on your website. And what it does is it tracks people that visit your page and that allows you to remarket to them. It also grabs a lot of information about their demographic. Are they male, female? What's their age? And it also knows what they're interested in based on what they're interacting with uh, on the web. So it's very, very, very important to have this installed. Um, they have theirs installed on their sales page so that they can remarket to people that didn't maybe purchase. Um, a lot of people, if they do have a sales page that maybe wouldn't get approved by Facebook, leave it off. Um, I'm not sure I really agree with that, I would try to stick to the Facebook standards um, and have a sales page that Facebook likes. Um, and then if you have it, if you have a pixel on that sales page, you'll be able to correctly view your conversion rate, um, your cost per purchase, because it is tracking who bought and how much they bought on that page. So, Moving down on the page, once you click, okay, like give me this offer, I am sold, it takes you to a product pricing tier, which I love. I wish I could tell you guys more about the psychology behind this, but what it does is it has their first offer at the very top and then three less ideal offers below so that again, you're looking at the first offer and that's the sweetest deal. And that's uh, when comparing to the other lesser offers, you're going to choose that most likely. Um, so the offer, the main offer is 30% off 14 cartons um, was originally $132 now 93. And they make that very clear the dollar amount that you're saving, which is nice. <clears throat> And I will say another thing that they do 
is they list that they use secure checkout, um, money back guarantee, and they'll also give you a free guide once you once you buy. So they're just kind of um, making you feel good about your purchase and giving you an extra little bonus on top of it. Right. So, I mean, when you think about it, it's pretty freaking cool. You're running an ad for new folks who have never heard about you. You're sending them to a page where the main offer is $93. Not a lot of first-time buyers are going to spend that much if they go directly to your main website. They're probably going to spend around $25, $30, what have you. But when you send them to a dedicated sales page that they can't really click out of, um, they can't, you know, look at the menu or anything like that. They're hyper-focused on uh, the copy that you have specifically written talking to them about their weight management or whatnot, that they're sold by the end and they're going to spend $93 in sp instead of what, $40 or, or whatever. So um, another great way to increase that cart value. So this ad that you pulled from that leads to this sales page, this is retargeting or prospecting or can we tell? I think that this is prospecting. So I didn't get targeted for this ad. I found it in the Facebook ads library. Mm. Um, so I wasn't able to see any of the UTMs that would generally usually tell me who they're targeting. I'm thinking that this is a prospecting campaign though. And prospecting means completely cold audience. They have never heard of the brand. Well, you don't think they have because there is no signs on the internet. Like they haven't, like the Facebook page, they haven't been to the website. So that is a cold prospecting audience. Yes, but correct me if, if I'm wrong, Kettle on Fire. Um, it could be, it could be remarketing. You never know. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great uh, cold sales page though for prospecting. All right, we're not done yet. <laughs> Take a break. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. And also just like thinking about what Karen and I did, we literally ordered at about the same time. Mm -hmm. So if you're interested in emulating a brand that you love, like go in and maybe have a friend do it with you and buy it. Just buy it. This was like $8. Okay. Just buy it. And we now can see the back end of what they're doing and what they're testing, which is so cool. Uh, the same day that we ordered our bone broth, uh, maybe like within an hour or something, I immediately got a 10% off uh, coupon. If I add another, <laughs> if I order again in 24 hours, did you get that? Um, well, I, I don't want to say no, so I got to <laughs> take a look. Oh, yeah. Yep. I got an email where he's in a romper. <laughs> if you didn't know what a man romper was until reading this email, you're welcome. Bring in that humorous element, the human element. And then at the bottom, copy and paste this code. I'm not telling you because I want to use it and get 10% off. Well, they played scarcity again. It says in the next 24 hours. So maybe, yep. maybe it works. Maybe, maybe it doesn't. But I mean, so once someone buys, they're more apt to buy again. I think we all know that, but to get them to buy again in 24 hours, that's pretty cool. Um, I wonder so what that, 
what the percentage of success is on that. Yeah. I mean, 10% off. Hmm. Um, so that's same day email. Two days after ordering, we got uh, another friendly indoctrination email letting us know more about the brand and whatnot, but it ended with uh, to like join our referral program. We got that two days and six days after pushing a referral program. So basically getting the customer to work for you, that is what a referral program is. And they have created a really great community. Most people know who they are. Um, like Karen said, they've got a great human element, a great brand. So I'm, I'm thinking a lot of people probably join this referral program and they can earn rewards and they can, um, share their referral link with others to get more work. They get a $10 coupon. Um, so yeah, make the customer work for you basically. And that is all I'm sure there's so much more, but that is our experience going through the kettle and fire checkout flow, going to their website, getting their emails. So yeah, Job well you, done. <laughs> right. And if you look at all of these things that they're doing and doing well, it's like, I, you do not see a lot of consumer goods brands pulling these levers and seemingly pretty simple, right? There's, it's just a lot of content that you have to create mm -hmm. on the back end. Yeah. And that's a great point. So thinking about what you could walk away with you know, from this, that's super, that takes five minutes, maybe put a banner immediately on your website that offers free shipping. If you can, um, after they get to a certain amount spent, um, what else can you set up an email automation sequence that after they purchase, offer them something else as you indoctrinate them. Yeah, we um, didn't talk about this, but I'm sure I'm opening incognito right now, but there's probably a pop-up that... Yeah. Add a pop-up to your website that gives them... emails. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that gives them 10% off, collects their email address. The things in the cart, like the uh, add more cartons to unlock a gift, um, that most likely will you'll need like an app or a developer to do something like that, but look into it. Um, why not? I mean, if an app costs $8, but your average order of value increases by 20%, you know, that is extremely worth it. Um, off the top of your head, do you have any recommendations on like your favorite software for building those sales pages or upsell pages? Yeah. For sales pages, um, I generally use ClickFunnels. But there's also like Shogun integrates really well with Shopify. Um, there's Insta pages, lead pages for the upsell, downsell funnels. You can also use ClickFunnels for that. It's just a little more difficult to integrate. Um, but I highly recommend CartHook for upsells and downsells. And I don't know the pricing off the top of my head, but that is something to look into easily integrates with Shopify. And what happens is after someone buys a product from your store, after you collect their information, their credit card, then you can say, hey, do you want this extra thing? No. Okay. Do you want this other extra thing? <laughs> yes. And increase that order value pretty easily. 
Awesome. And we can include all of the links to those recommended software in the notes as well. Definitely. Whew, that was a lot. Kettle on fire wore me out. That was a lot. But, <laughs> you know, we started with the Tom Yum chicken and I want to try more of their flavored broth instead of just getting the plain old beef broth like I've been getting. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is kind of like a, a great little snack, though, right? right? Like, I, I might start subscribing and saving. Ooh, she's going to subscribe and save. You got her. You got me. You got me. <laughs> well, I had a really great time uh, drinking this. Yeah, me too. <laughs> talking through it. Yeah, and thank you, Allison, for dropping the knowledge on increasing average order value and how Kettle on Fire is doing an amazing job. And we hope to come back soon with more tidbits, marketing tidbits. That's right. Mm. Thank you guys for joining us for the My Social Circle. We had such a great time talking about Kettle on Fire and increasing average order value. And we can't wait to talk to you again in a couple weeks to discuss more consumer packaged goods marketing tips. Umai Social Circle is a CPG agency-driven podcast based out of Austin, Texas. We're excited to share more behind-the-scene insights, chats with industry leaders, and whatever else we learn along the way. Follow us on Instagram at Umai Marketing or check out our website, umaimarketing.com. Catch you back here soon.